Hi, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Homespun Yak. How's it going, Mr. Hatley? It's going well. It's a beautiful morning. The birds are chirping. I've consumed half my coffee. And, <laughs> that's and yeah, it's, that's the peak just, time. Yeah, that's a great start of the day. Just feeling grateful today. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> uh, I do you do you get this do you get a sense of like happiness or just general excitement about the day when you first wake up? Uh yeah, it just depends, I guess, on what I've got planned for the day and how how True. well I slept, but I think if you wake up refreshed early enough then yeah, you feel like you've got a really long day ahead of you, you can take advantage of the whole day. And so that will yeah. inspire uh I guess an excitement to a certain extent. Yeah. It ju- that comment that you made like, Oh, I'm grateful for <laughs> the day and all that it reminds me of people that are just uh <clears throat> that I guess they're just really happy in the morning. I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly what the, well, I I do think part of it is just people just being pompous and (laughs) just, uh, well, they're just trying to trick themselves into believing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they end up saying stuff like that. And, you know, I woke up and I made myself an Akai berry (laughs) smoothie and I I made sure that I added, And I, I made sure that I added some cacao, some cacao yeah. bean to the the smoothie. While it was being dark. made, I meditated. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, how often do people actually do that? Like, I, I'll be honest. I'm an incredibly regimented person, and I, I do a lot of like morning rituals and stuff like that. But I can promise you, I am not in this zen-like state every time that i wake up i'm like fuck this fuck that uh, no. <laughs> make my Slamming goddamn akai berry yeah. smoothie yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck this day that's how i am sometimes yeah so this this sense and sometimes you see it on instagram you see these people that they'll they'll post pictures of themselves and they're like in the alms st- <laughs> in the alms stance and like but their surroundings are perfect like they're all white <laughs> or they're marbly or you know it's a uniform color it's like and they've got this teeny tiny pocket plant that's like yeah. in the corner somewhere it's just like wow how the how the hell do you keep this place like that pristine and it's just it's like this world that they're creating for themselves to try and portray to other people that they're this this like really sleek individual like I never have emotions. I'm always grateful. The light in me honors the light in you. <laughs> that's such a good line. That's, oh, that's, that's what good. a lot of people say, like at the end of yoga. The light in me yeah. honors the light in you. Namaste. And everybody has to say <laughs> namaste with their hands in prayer mode. And I can right. never, when I, I used to do yoga a good amount and I just could never say it back <laughs> I just couldn't do it <laughs> oh, I sense a negative force in this room <laughs> yeah. now we're all going to stay here until everyone says it There's a- Kyle slowly gets up <laughs> oh I gotta use the restroom real quick <laughs> yeah that's there is an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where he's doing 
yoga for the first time and he's just like looking around at everyone just like and at the end when they do namaste there <laughs> he's just like yeah and she's like well, i noticed larry that you didn't say namaste and he's like i don't do that <laughs> just like <laughs> it's just i don't do that so it's people true, can just though. get like, way too caught up in i don't know being super spiritual about uh, just stupid little stuff yeah oh oh for sure yeah i i've always found it a little little extreme as well uh, like on an <clears throat> I, from like on a particular day i'm okay with it but just the semblance that everybody's always spiritual yeah. all the time i mean i get if it like if it genuinely makes you feel better and you do it you know even within the privacy of your own home if you say some sort of mantra like that to yourself and it helps you i mean that's fine but a lot of people do it just because they want other people to see that they're spiritual and enlightened and exactly yeah so it's it's hard to it's hard to take it serious yeah yeah exactly when you've got your boyfriend or girlfriend or some cameraman yeah or camera woman (laughs) or camera they and or cameras please be inclusive or talk about this (laughs) um yeah they just they have some camera person that's taking images like these pristine images and it's like going through the photoshop it's like a it's like a factory you know they create these images and then it goes it's like the next processing situation it goes to photoshop and then it you know goes to like uh, illumination station or something like that and then it ends up being processed and then they have to create a little caption for it um you know on these mornings <laughs> i think about it's like a, and, i don't know it's it's just ridiculous. even when there's no light and outside the really let the light attractive. be inside oh yeah yeah exactly like that that's perfect <laughs> and they they tend to be they tend to be young mm-hmm. And they tend to be white, mm-hmm. and they tend to be just full of themselves, yep. and they tend to be very attractive. And scantily dressed. That's, oh, and yes, of course. Yeah, right. And <laughs> But that's not why just, people it's, are watching. No, because of spirituality, yeah. of course. <clears throat> so anyways, that's how I wake up every morning. <laughs> but you don't film it because... It's real to you. Oh, yeah. It's totally real to me. That's why I just talk about it incessantly with everyone that I meet. Like, do you have a morning routine? You should totally have a morning routine. (laughs) Well, anyway, let me switch subjects because I I, I do have something. I have a series of different things that I'd like to discuss today. One of which is... Well, that's off topic. (laughs) Completely off limits. <laughs> is Joe Biden's sexual allegations? Mm. I was gonna, I was gonna start this podcast with his quote that he, like when the the I don't know if you you saw the interview. I'm assuming you did, but the where the anchor asked him, "Did you sexually assault this woman, Tara Reid?" And uh, he's like, "I, 
I never, never. He uses two <laughs> negatives. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. Like people, people are gonna start pointing at that and be like, it's, it's two negatives. It's two negatives. Uh, <laughs> he did it. Um, yeah. So I do you do you believe that he sexually assaulted? And like, what do you think about the whole situation? Um, I don't know. I mean, just. Just based on it seems like how things and this was back in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like at least twenty years yeah. ago. I mean I wouldn't be surprised either way, I guess. Um I think there's a couple different things to it. I mean in the in the eighties I think a lot more of that stuff happened more frequently and people got away with it then because there was no platform social media there was no voice to be had from people who were basically you know meaningless in the grand scheme of things within Washington or the bigger circles so no one's going to give credence to their opinion then anyway um and then you look at history of Joe Biden as far as footage that we do have and he he definitely does act very creepy around ladies. Um, and just when you have that much power for so long, I feel like you can, you know, you get away with it because a lot of times women will, or you will be successful in trying to um, get with women in a sexual way because of the power that you hold and potentially the effects of what might happen to them in a positive way if they were able if they like were seducted by you basically even if Mm. they weren't attracted to you um i think that probably happened a lot and then it made a lot of people confident that like if i come on to you then you're not going to say no because of that and i guess i don't know exactly what happened and not that that's uh, that's definitely Obviously, that's wrong to do, um, but it's just hard to, it's hard to tell after all these years, you know, of people suddenly coming out now that you are this prominent figure and do they want notoriety because, you know, it's been so long and now he's always in the news, so might as well jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Um so definitely two sides of it. I just don't know enough to say, A, did it, do I think it really happened? Or B, like, was the severity of it as bad as she said? Or was it a different way back then? Because people remember things a lot differently as well. But uh, whenever something like that happens, it's definitely not good. So for him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I am, uh, I am inclined to, with no evidence whatsoever. I am inclined, emotionally. I keep putting qualifiers on this because, I, I don't want to be like I'm usually like steadfast. Like these are the facts, and therefore I yeah. believe this. But like, with this, we don't have enough yet. Yeah. If we ever will, but um, I'm inclined to believe her. Yeah. Uh, because of actually some of the reasons you mentioned, like he's, 
he's definitely done some pretty creepy things uh, in in the uh, in public. Like you can just like you you you've seen some weird things that he's done, um, and also I found it's kind of bold to to point out that her mother was ended up calling into a TV show or radio show and was talking about a prominent sem- senator and talking about her daughter and stuff like that. So, um, and it was, she was identified after the, f- later on that that was Tara Reed's mom talking about Tara Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's, if you look at it like retrospectively on that, you know, that's certainly not evidence, but it's, it's, it's something happening at the time of, yeah, right, exactly. It's something that happened at the time of, and it's it's not like just a he said, she said. Like, there are other people. Like, she was already thinking about this at the time. That's essentially what I'm trying mm-hmm. to get at. It's not um, It's not like, oh, it happened. There's no evidence whatsoever, and now it's popping up. You know, it's it's it happened, and at the time, there were a few clues as to, oh, something is going on here, but nothing came of it. And then now it's popping up again. So I, I guess there's just a bit of a track record there that causes some level of doubt. Now, of course, just like with any situation, you have to have actual proof. And I know that um, uh, Biden asked for the records to be released, right, The um, in the National Archive. Yeah. And apparently that got rejected, so apparently the whoever's in charge of that doesn't want to do that because of sensitive information um at a certain point like i i mean i get that like i get the idea of like sensitive there's some information that can't be just publicly released but i mean ultimately with that kind of stuff you can't you know what are you supposed to do like this is a a person who's going to be president you know it's it's uh they're, they're going to have to find some way of, of showing whatever it is, so, you know. Um, I don't know. It's such a it's such a hard thing to to pursue. Like, do you like, for example, if you have a, a person or a team of people that that search for this this document of um, I'm specifically talking. I don't know if I mentioned it, the 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 complaint that she apparently um, uh, ended up calling for you know whatever uh whatever you want to call it so she she ended up filing there you go filing a complaint against him at the time because of that um so and he said that he doesn't remember anything um about filing of a complaint which doesn't really surprise me as he can't really remember his name um (laughs) or who his wife is as opposed to his sister (laughs) right yeah so um <laughs> that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. I mean that's that's a good way to put it. I do not remember any <laughs> such complaint. <laughs> I'm gonna start I don't remember yesterday. <laughs> I want to be president. Wait, what is president? <laughs> yeah, definitely a weekend at Bernie's situation with him. Yeah. So uh yeah, so I don't, I don't know, obviously, and I don't know if we'll ever know, um, but I don't know. And I could, I, 
it's just like what like the the brett kavanaugh situation and plenty of other situations as well where there's been like sexual assault or sexual harassment or whatever it's been um against men particularly uh it it does seem like i guess i shouldn't be surprised by this but certain media outlets that do tend to bend towards and sometimes totally break in a particular direction they're they're doing uh they're not making as much of a big deal out of this as uh as the opposite right <clears throat> so let's say like uh let's say a a republican goes under Trump. is under s- sexual yeah yeah <laughs> perfect that's a, sure absolutely that's a great example um for multiple reasons but you take him and like CNN, NBC, MS, you know, they're, they're all going to like drive into it and really make a big deal out of it as they should, yeah. like no doubt as they should. Um, and, and then Fox news and be like, well, what he actually maybe <laughs> may have meant is like, well, don't like grab them, you know, but like, you know, maybe if you just like, he was helping them up the, the stairs. Form, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like somehow twisting everything into like yeah. this contorted version of what it is. Um, now on the flip side, it, it I I've seen very little coverage. Yeah, it, um, he, he can I, just get away with all that stuff yeah, easily. Yeah, just yeah. shrug it off because people are like, "Oh, it's over for him now," and it was yeah, just like, exactly. "No," and they're like, they asked him like you did all this stuff and you said this stuff about all these women. He's like, ah, uh-uh. I said that. He's like, no, no. I said, I said that about Rosie O'Donnell. And it was just like, uh, oh, okay. And they're oh, like, oh, a particular okay. person. He just got away with it. And then he's going to yeah. now light up Joe Biden like he did Bill Clinton. Like he showed up to a debate with Hillary Clinton before you know uh last election and he showed up with like five or six of his accusers just like at a table yeah which is uh yeah that's definitely a tactic oh it's a tactic all right um yeah so i you know i i I don't know what's gonna end up happening with this whole situation but and his um, was his uh video when they asked him was it pretty it was pretty bad. I didn't even see it. So you said he said oh, never, okay. never, but I mean, he was he was pretty emphatic. Like I mean, he was he was pretty emphatic, but he definitely said like I he specifically said I don't remember um, like any allegations or any like complaint against me. Which to me that meant just about nothing. Right. Um, I will say the anchor, who's I believe CNN, don't quote me on that, maybe ABC, I don't know. It was like some some news anchor. She she did a good job. I mean, she was she was like pressing him, um, she pretty well. So, um, like he would say something, and she, she was like, okay, so just to be clear, like you are saying this, and you know, so she she did a pretty good job. Um, but you know, it's like the the only time that anybody's brought up anything related to this. Uh, PBS has mentioned it a few times. Honestly, that's basically the only news source that I hmm. accept anymore. Yeah. Uh, PBS, but um, yeah, I mean, he was pretty emphatic. But <laughs> I remember when she she asked him like, "Did you sexually assault Tara Reed?" 
and he's he's like I have never never <laughs> sexually assaulted Tara Reed. <laughs> I mean, I realized like he the way he said it, it was like I've never right. and then he like just, he wanted to emphasize the word never again, so he just said it again. But it was it's just like man oh man, that's such a technicality. Like so you know you know like Republicans, oh, for God. example, would be like, Oh, it's a double negative <laughs> blah, blah, blah. if this were Donald Trump, blah blah blah, you know. <laughs> they would go nuts. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I just saw a clip about, uh, well, with him speaking to a crowd, I guess, in his hometown. Yeah. I'm sure you saw it where he was talking about uh, being a lifeguard at this pool. Is this with the girls, uh, the kids sitting on his lap? No, but I think that's, I, I don't know. It was probably the same day, but. Uh, he was just he just randomly started telling a story about this gangster named Corn Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen oh this. <laughs> yeah, it was like back in the fifties when he was a lifeguard at this community pool, and he was like having to tell this guy, "Hey, you get off the you you get off the diving board now, or I'll drag you off." And yeah. uh, something happened, and he was like. He called him by his real name, but he he was like my he's like you only call me by my gangster name Corn Pop, <laughs> and he came after him with a straight razor, <laughs> and it was just oh, like man. what is the point of this story? And he's like people back in the day remember when you used to have a straight razor and you'd leave them in a bucket so they'd rust overnight, and everybody's yeah. like we don't remember that we were not. <laughs> No one was in West Side Story here. We were not. We we're not that old. But uh, it was pretty. It's another just alarming clip from old Uncle Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have to look that up. It's I wild. Not yeah. Seen that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm. I'm curious how things will end up turning out for for that for that uh, situation. But uh, ultimately. I don't. I wonder if we're ever going to have a politician again that doesn't have like sexual assault or some sort of allegations against. I mean, there's always going to be allegations because the the other side, which is, which is unfortunate that um, I'm describing politics as the other side, mm-hmm. but um, unfortunately that is the case, and it's probably going to be the case till the end of man. But um, yeah, I wonder if we're going to have a politician at some point that's that doesn't have a bunch of things that pop up later on in life. Yeah. Like I will say, I mean, like Barack Obama had the, the birth certificate thing, but that was like nothing, you know, it's just, they were just coming up with things to, to be bothersome about. But as far as I know, he didn't have any like sexual allegation, um, critiques or anything like that against him. Yeah, I don't think so. I think, you know, now more and more, if you're in the public eye, you're there's you can be sure that there's a team working to discover every aspect of your background only right. in negative ways. It's like let's go through oh, his yeah. Twitter, every single tweet he's ever done. Let's 
interview people he knew and I, I don't know I feel like it's just people are looking for bad things only yeah oh I'm sure no doubt like anybody on the opposite team it's they're 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 definitely gonna have have uh have like committee members that specifically do exactly that yeah well I mean we'll see how things turn out but on the on the other hand uh Alex Jones, who everybody knows is the most rational, sane person. <laughs> yeah, that's where existence. everyone gets their news. Yeah, he he said, and I quote, <laughs> uh, I will admit it. I will eat my neighbors. I'm not letting my kids die. So, wow. Uh, Kyle? Uh, <laughs> was this in response to, you know, potentially things becoming a... Yeah. Bad situation due to coronavirus lockdown. Yeah, exactly. He said, yeah, he was like, uh, well, he said exactly that, but then he ended up continuing on and talking about like, you know, I, I don't foresee it happening for a number of years because I still have a lot of food, but, uh, you know, if it comes down to it, I will eat your ass. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, he ended up saying it was for satire, like mm. that it was that he was kidding, which I can sort of see that, but like, it's still really funny. Yeah. yeah he's, uh, oh God, I don't, I didn't know he had kids. That's unfortunate. For them. For them yeah. yeah. <laughs> you imagine your dad just going out there just every, every once in a while, a few times every year, he's going to say some absolutely ludicrous things. That's going to get national attention or close to national attention. Yeah, that's a it's a tough spot to be in. It just gets more and more insane the more people try to drown him out. Oh well, I guess he has to. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was he was taking off a bunch of social media, oh, yeah. like YouTube and Twitter and or Facebook or something along like a few different ones. Yeah, and. Um, Speaking of coronavirus, what do you think about the whole, <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard about this initiative that has been going around for a different, in different countries. I know, I think Australia is doing it, but <clears throat> where they're trying to roll out applications, apps for the younger viewers hmm. uh, <clears throat> that allow for tracking of coronavirus people or people that have been infected with coronavirus and then it allows for like tracing right like contact tracing mm -hmm. um <clears throat> what do you think about what do you think about that um <clears throat> i don't uh and and you would be tracked by the government i'm assuming uh or some part of the government so yeah so i think the australian one does it is through the government and the the there's one in Colorado that's made by a private company and they, but so the one in Australia, there's essentially no regulation. It's just that, um, the one that's by, by the private company, they repurposed an app that they already had for, for something else. And they turned it into this coronavirus tracking thing, but they guaranteed that, um, the information, if you put your personal information into the, this app, that it, 
keeps it on the lo on the local hard drive of your phone, so it doesn't upload it to some sort of cloud. Mm. Um, the second thing is that they delete all the information every like X amount of time, <clears throat> so it's kind of a pain because you have to re-input that information. But um, <clears throat> it's a way for them to to actually uh, wipe wipe the hard drive, so that, you know you presumably don't can't get tracked. And then the third thing is that they said they would then. Sh once coronavirus is over, that they would shut down everything and they would delete the app and they would delete um, all the information um, hmm. indefinitely, well, permanently. Well, I guess, so the point of this is to just see who has had it? Yeah, so the way it would work is if, if you are infected by the Rona, mm -hmm. then um, they would... So you would you would put that information into this app, or maybe the medical system would, and then uh, it would it will have tracked like where you've been, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of asking people, "Hey, um, do you remember where you were six days ago?" Like every encounter you had six days ago, and then five days ago, and then four, you know, like going all the way back for for such a long time, yeah. which people can't even remember what they ate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so asking them to remember all this, these details is really, really tough for contact tracing. So in this situation, they would actually, it would allow for the measurement of where people were. So it would keep track over like a 14 day period, like the last 14 days. Like your radius um, that, geographically. Exactly. So then they can measure with like other cell phones. Mm. They can tell, okay, were you, I think the, the requirement is you had to be in within six feet, obviously, of someone else for like a certain amount of time, a, a couple of minutes for that to be considered exposure. And but then with this information, then they would know exactly who it was without necessarily having to ask you, oh, who did you talk to and, and things of mm -hmm. that nature? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, with something like that on an app where you <clears throat> voluntarily, you know, allow that to track your whereabouts and share that with other people who are also on the same app and agree to the terms and regulations. I mean, if you want to do that to potentially help the spread, if this ever does, you know, reemerge in the fall or, you know, have another spike. I don't know. I mean, I think it's in theory a good idea, but I think also there's areas where it can delve into something maybe a little bit more sinister if it is tracked by the government or if it is something that evolves into like everybody now has to do this via like a chip in your body then that's when it becomes like you don't know if you're being tracked for other reasons as well right. that could get out of hand so it's all I think a lot of people are doing it, you know, with good intentions for sure. And it's just trying to think of creative ways in which to combat something that, you know, can spread like wildfire. So it's, I think in a lot of ways, the intentions are good, but it's when things become a little bit more subdued. It's like, are you going to then cancel the whole thing and destroy everything or are you going to continue to secretly track people for other reasons other than this? And 
I could see it. I don't know. I could see a ton of people having an issue with it, even if it's not, you know, if if it doesn't go down that dark road or become a problem in that regard yeah. where it's invasive to your personal liberties in a way. But you're always going to have people who are going to argue that big time, like most of the people who are protesting now. Yeah, right. Uh, I think... I what what throws me off is the number of times this was something that Joe Rogan talked about as usual um but he was talking about how like you give up certain liberties or you give up certain things and then you you basically never get them back and I mean I'm not highly educated on this so somebody else can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on this, but it does that does seem to be the case. Like, you know, you 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 say, okay, we'll allow you to do this, and then five years later, it's like, okay, well, we also need this. So, can you allow us to do this? And everybody's like, okay, yeah, all right. And it's just like continues, but there never there's never a deadline. Like, there's never a a a line of like, okay, you guys can do this up to this point, and then on this date everything needs to be shut down everything needs to be erased Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how useful it was it doesn't matter about anything literally like that's the hard deadline so you have to you have to just cut it off from there and then you need to ask permission if you want it to continue after the fact you know and just continue to renew it um i don't but even that like even with the asking for permission thing i think that's such a it's a weird situation because with the fact that we have representatives that are supposed to represent our county and then represent our state and represent our um, the the entire nation, those those representatives are representing more than just one particular topic. So if you feel really strongly about this one topic, it's it's hard to like that gets lost in the fact that you have so many other things that you have to worry about as well. So it's it's a difficult situation and it's you, you have to think like okay am i gonna allow this to happen with the idea that potentially it could just be a permanent thing or am i going to just allow the fact that um people are just gonna have to die and i guess that comes down to uh the the age-old quote that i can't remember uh <laughs> which is uh you know Give me, give me liberty, or give me death, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like that's you, what it is. You, ah, very Patrick well. Henry, um, seventeen, yes, right, sixty-nine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you, historian Hatley. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it gives you a sense of like, okay, well, how are you going to balance this? And it does seem like the security aspect of, of our life is is just growing like the freedom aspect we were the freest we could possibly be well i guess maybe that's not entirely true at least okay i'll say for 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 (laughs) this sounds weird but for men uh we were the freest we could be at the uh let's say a couple hundred years ago that certainly doesn't apply to women because women uh, and even uh, certainly minorities um 
because you know they they became more and more free as they should have been uh, the entire time but for let's say specifically for men or just kind of as a whole a population let's just say that people are the most free at a particular point let's say the beginning at the constitution right and then as things progress as technologies increase and all that it seems like the only thing that's increasing is security but at the expense of of course freedom so freedom gets whittled down and security continues to increase and at a certain point like we're going to hit a point we're going i don't know what point that is but we're going to hit a point where we're going to be really insulted or offended by the idea that our our freedom i can't do something because my freedom has been whittled away over decades and centuries of time to make room for more and more security so i may feel secure mm -hmm. but my freedom has been has been shot down to whittle down to essentially nothing yeah i think it's it's been a slow evolution of of you know people voluntarily or unwillingly you know giving up little pieces here and there um and that has a lot to do with you know how technology is advanced and um just how we communicate with one another now i mean people are so uh willing and easy to give up you know their location or in intimate personal details about themselves you know voluntarily without really considering the potential disastrous effects that go along with that um like you said, in, in an attempt to be a little bit more secure. So it's just, I think this is really opening people up to, you know, what could potentially happen if we continue to do that or just opening people's eyes to the fact that it's kind of happening at the moment. And are we scared enough to sacrifice those things because we're, we want to be healthy and survive or, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see how things continue to progress um, now that everyone's so connected and threat of virus, you know, mutating. And I don't know, it's just it's just a lot more real to us now. So people are panicking and it's just I think uh, in the United States anyway, people are a lot more innately scared of relinquishing anything to a, a higher power whereas other places who rely on government for a lot of help in sectors that we don't necessarily expect them to help out on they're more willing to just defer to their expertise on a lot of different things right but I have no idea. Yeah, ultimately it <clears throat> it does come down to and it's all like a lot of these issues are so polarizing there. You it's it's really unrealistic to think that a, a nation of 300 million plus people are just going to all be on the same page mm -hmm. when it comes to this stuff. So, I understand how like I I understand although I don't necessarily agree with like for example the protesters that are out there 
like they they have a particular viewpoint that's related to more liberty and then you've got a majority of people that are uh, on the stance of well <clears throat> I mean for now we have to give up our liberty so that we can have more safety and so that we can save more people which makes sense like I mean it's it's that's that makes sense but the fear then is and I don't think it'll go to that extreme it's not like um we'll have stay-at-home orders for for the rest of eternity yeah. or anything like that but um it, it's still I guess it gives people that are really paranoid about this stuff like a glimpse at what could happen yeah. you know so will these changes I mean, be permanent in some way but I think the mm-hmm. the I think there will be changes after this all dies down and we can return to, you know, potentially how things were before. I think the changes that you'll see are going to be self-imposed rather than, you know, the government limiting you in, in any way as far as like it's illegal to now be out at this time or whatever. I think it's right. going to be like people just choosing not to shake hands or go out to eat as often or do different things socially, I guess. Whereas, whereas, you know, hopefully the, you know, things will just be like, well, you can go back to normal, you know, as far as laws are concerned. But the only changes that I can see are, you know, people imposing it on themselves, basically. Yeah, yeah, I think that most of the regulations or whatever ends up, whatever you want to call it, are going to be self-imposed. I get that, like, I get the the people that are out there with, you know, their guns and everything. It's really just a display of you're not going to, you know, it's it's in the same mindset, which which seems brutish, like the idea well you're not going to take my guns away it's but it's same genre of thought of it's liberty like they 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 want their liberty and whatnot over their um or freedom over their uh safety uh i mean you can certainly argue one way or another if if that's the best way to express it but yeah uh i don't know yeah, I just that's that's another thing. Like I I don't know what people are, you know, when this all happened, I think a lot of people just expected because gun sales obviously went through the roof and people <laughs> oh, yeah. talk about like I was against guns and now maybe I want a gun. It's just right. sad that people, you know, during an unprecedented time of, you know, we need to stay safe and kind of reserve things and social distance that a lot of people immediately jump to, well, there's going to be violence and it's going to basically be the apocalypse. So I need a gun to protect myself and my family because people are just going to result to pure chaos. And I just against Alex. Yeah. I just hate that. That was the immediate thought for so many people. Like, I mean, obviously it's something that could happen because it's, sort of unprecedented and people are on the verge of you know I don't know anxiety paranoia based on something that's never happened before but to just expect you know people to be like 
out of the wild west basically um yeah i think that's a little too cynical because obviously stuff hasn't happened like that i mean you haven't ha- i haven't heard of anything being like there's been gun battles in the street and people <laughs> like <laughs> holding a grocery store hostage and I, I don't know it's not like dawn of the dead basically and i think a lot of people maybe ignorantly thought it it could get to that level yeah, not saying right. it can't but you know maybe like you said people just wanted to showcase like their liberty in a way right yeah <clears throat> i think at that point i mean if it got to that point i think the government would be like okay you know what screw <laughs> this like just open everything up just i mean there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna die from the virus but it's i don't think anything is going to be worth the loss of the society the loss of the yeah the loss of the society plus a lot of death like that doesn't make any sense so i mean in in that situation i imagine the government would be like well at least we'll preserve the society by just opening things back up yeah um i don't know i mean I still, to be frank, I, I still don't fully understand. It's been months now. I still don't fully understand what the plan is. No, I, I don't I, either. I, I, I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm clued in on this, this virus and whatnot. And it's, I know people keep waffling back and forth. Like at first people are saying, oh, it's not as bad as the flu. And clearly it is worse than the flu, but it's just by again by comparison to some of the other coronaviruses that are out there um i mean some some coronaviruses actually just cause the common cold and then others are incredibly deadly like if we were talking about like mers being spread everywhere i you wouldn't even find me at the grocery store you know <laughs> that, that that shit will just wipe out i mean that would wipe out like the united states population it would wipe out like the the world population like the black plague you yeah. know it, that would be that would be serious serious shit uh but you know this this virus it it just it still doesn't make sense and i think that ultimately we're gonna end up at the point where like what we're doing makes more sense which is where we socially distance people and we quarantine people not that we will impose this but like people will choose if they're older or if they're susceptible um those are the people that should be quarantining themselves the the fact that the entire society has to shut down and i get the whole like spreading and you know flatten the curve and all that like i get that 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 makes sense but you like no matter what you, you we can't do that for like a year and a half so doing it for two months or whatever i the only possible benefit i see is that companies manufacturers are just mass producing the equipment that we need so that we can we can have a more robust curb curve uh but beyond that i don't really understand the the idea of just like like having everybody stay in their homes essentially indefinitely it's just like i the the idea that that okay like a lot of these states right now that are opening they're they're looking at the numbers right and then as the numbers decrease they're like okay we can start opening up certain things and whatnot 
I, that to me is nonsensical because ultimately the numbers are going to decrease. You start reopening things. I don't care what it is, like open a little bit of something. The numbers are going to start to climb again. So w what do we do in that situation? Oh, we're just going to start quarantining ourselves again? Like it, it doesn't make sense. Like mm -hmm. we have to either do one thing or another, f like full, t full power. And if we're completely honest, we can't quarantine full power for a year. No. That do, that will not work. So it, to me, it just seems very clear what we have to do, which is open things up, which of course, like what you said, like the, it would be like personal things that you would have to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you would have to wear masks and you'd have to socially distance and make, make uh, sure that restaurants maybe can't have full capacity. And like, you know, all, you know, all that kind of stuff, no doubt, but like just the, the, the quarantining indefinitely is just not going to work it's for for other reasons than it's going to save lives like i think ultimately we have to just come to the realization that it, people are going to die which right. is incredibly unfortunate but that's <clears throat> that's the situation you have to take your own health in your own yeah. hands and say well i'm going to die if i get this and thing, that's so another I thing that to. is a result of all of this is like a lot of people now have to change afterwards their lifestyle you know not just yeah. how they interact with other people but how they act with themselves and then yeah like you said i mean there comes a point where you know what's more important people dying or th saving the economy like obviously that's extremely harsh sounding but you know I don't know. I, I don't personally know, but I think, you know, there comes a point where it's like you can't continue to let businesses die because you're trying to save those extra hundred lives or something like that. Right. I, I, I don't yeah. know. It's, no, it, it's, it sounds weird to yeah. say and it sounds harsh, but it, it makes a lot more sense for people to take responsibility of their own health than it does for the the government to random it, it, it's very much it just seems a very random of just like we're just going to shut down for five and a half weeks like that's what we're going to do and it's just and like, then by the end of that somehow... time it's like oh wow it's it's fine to open up like nobody knew that yeah. that was going to be the timeline i mean exactly. you could have opened yeah. up two weeks ago and I think it would have been the same as opening up next week or something yeah it's it's like the, <clears throat> the differences aren't going to be that extreme like no doubt you'd have more death that's that's but the point be the point being that you're not slapping on a band-aid for some arbitrary amount of time and then just kind of kicking the can down the road when in reality what's going to hit us is going to hit us yeah. like that's just that's what's going to it's happen just, and it's up it's up to the individual. Yeah. Like the individual has <clears throat> to decide, well, I, I'm, an, I'm a high-risk person, therefore I need to limit my contact with people as opposed to let's shut down the entire economy for the 95% of people that aren't in the high-risk category. And then we're going to have the economy plummet and then we're going to have people suffer for five years into the future and not just like suffer but also um, I mean a lot of people are going to die from the fact that the economy isn't working isn't working well either yeah. 
it's just it, it's it's a real balancing act but the the health care aspect is something that you can actually do on an individual level like that's something you can control as opposed to the economy thing i mean if if you're out of a job and you have no income you've no way of getting a job i mean that's there's literally nothing you can do you're, you're just stuck yeah and it's 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 just such a weird it's just frustrating i think that's the bottom line like i'm not i'm not saying like i have solutions or anything like that but i just think that the idea of of having everybody quarantine themselves for an indefinite amount of time to me that's just a band-aid and it, it's it's like nobody has any idea what they're doing like even the health professionals like the health professionals are clear about oh this is how deadly the SARS-CoV-2 is and this is you know what it does and like we're learning more about it and I get that I'm totally there like I understand all that stuff but ultimately it's that still doesn't it still doesn't warrant some of the reaction that we've had some of the it doesn't It's I just hopefully that it, you know we can look at this retrospectively how we reacted and then can sort of um do an overview on what actually was necessary versus what you know maybe won't be necessary in the future to eliminate negatives whether it's you know health and safety or if it's economy or you know, there's going to be a lot of things, hopefully, that people can <clears throat> thoroughly go through and, you know, determine what was needed ver <coughs> versus what wasn't needed. I I've got COVID <laughs> right now. I was having that issue. What is earlier. going on? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a complex situation and nobody knew exactly how to respond to it initially when it happened because it's pretty unprecedented in our lifetimes but you know like i said hopefully we'll do a better job of if this occurs again in the future of you know maybe taking earlier precautions or not panicking as much and overreacting in certain areas it's just a big yeah. learning experience now and i just uh Hopefully we can move on and get sort of back to normal. I just hate that everybody's wearing a mask. I just hate that. It just sucks. Can't go out to eat. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it makes things it makes a lot of things extremely difficult. Um I can't tell if a person is frowning. I know. As I'm talking to them, I think the conversation's going great, and they actually hate me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I am very curious though how things are going to go with like eating and stuff. Like, are are you gonna have? I mean, you can't wear a mask during that time. So, no. the the waiter and waitress or wait wait them is gonna <laughs> be is gonna be wearing a mask the whole time, and like I don't I don't know what to really expect on that that front. Yeah, it's it's going to be I don't know if this is a government mandated guideline for restaurants, but you know, I have to imagine that they're going to be operating on, you know, half capacity, you know, when people are able to return. Right. So, I don't know if that'll do any good in the long run or 
how people are going to interact with each other when they go out to bars or restaurants in public, you know, are they going to self, are they going to just continue to be like, I want to do to go orders for a while. And right. I don't know. I I wonder if it'll be just up to the restaurants to implement certain standards and practices that they want to do based on recommendations. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but it'll be it'll be a slow and steady return to normalcy I think on every front but hopefully that's based on <clears throat> the individual's hesitance uh, to return back yeah and not just you must do this or else yeah right I know um well, I mean, in I know in Maryland when I was in Baltimore, the they had signs up that said like you're not allowed to enter here unless you have a mask on. Yeah. So, so I just walked up in there without my mask. Whoa. I start coughing up all up now. <laughs> I <laughs> no, mean, there's I, places I here like that too. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if I didn't have my mask with me, like, what? I I just I can't go in there and buy anything. Like I. I don't know it's just it's it's like the mask suddenly becomes this essential part like your phone your wallet and I your know. keys you know it's like now from the big three it goes to the big four uh, I don't like that also, I don't like that either <laughs> yeah, and then uh, when you when you end up going out to meet with people it's like nobody knows exact like I, I just I can predict it right now, Kyle. Go ahead. You're gonna have people that are gonna be so upset if you're not wearing a mask. Like you're gonna have social justice warriors mm-hmm. for masks. Yep. You're gonna have people that are like, "What you think you're?" They're gonna be all us? up in your face you with, with their mask on. Exactly. Exactly. I could already predict it. Like as the like everything right now, things are uncertain. So nobody really knows where they should be angry for unnecessary reasons. But once, once things settle down and we have kind of a, like you said, a social normalcy of like, Hey, you know, we're wearing masks at this time or we're not wearing them so much at this time. And like, once we have that baseline, people will find the times to be upset about something. So the, the mask social justice warriors will be coming. They'll, they're, they're definitely on their way. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. Like walking it, like originally it was weird if you had a mask on and you walked into somewhere and everybody else wasn't yeah, wearing a mask yeah. and now everybody's going to be wearing a mask. And if you don't have a mask and be like, Oh my God, look at that naked freak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you would see people like at an airport or a mall with a mask on. You're like, look at this bozo. <laughs> mask on get out of here bozo look at this jabroni (laughs) just jabroni oh yeah and now if a person doesn't wear a mask um everybody's gonna be like look at this asshole yeah he doesn't care he doesn't care about society doesn't care about me doesn't care about you he's an (laughs) asshole in every capacity of his shame him now just because just because he doesn't wear a mask i don't like anything report him to the authorities now yeah exactly and then the gestapo (laughs) shows up (laughs) we heard you're not wearing some mask (laughs) 
<laughs> Come with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, ah, uh, that's that's gonna be weird. That's gonna I I <clears throat> definitely foresee problems with that. I definitely foresee that if a person forgets their mask at home or you know something like that, if you're not wearing your mask, people are gonna start judging you specifically only because of that. Yeah, like they won't want to talk to you. They'll shun you. They'll 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 make assumptions about your entire personality because of the fact that you're not wearing a mask. Uh, that's just depressing to think about. <laughs> it is, yeah. And then the thing is, it's going to start reverting back, like once the vaccine is out and all that, and then things will start reverting. I, th I do think that things will start reverting back because it's, it, it's a pain in the ass to put a mask on. And, like, and, and let's be real, people are vain, so they want to show off their face mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then if a person continues to wear a mask after the vaccine is out and we're all you know on the other side of this people are going to be looking at the people with the mask and be like what are you ugly or something and you just want to you want to cover your face or you know it's just it's like there's always these divisive things that pop up in people's minds i'm just kind of projecting them outwards to like where they're going to be in the future i really do think a lot of that stuff's going to happen yeah i mean a ton of it's going to happen a lot of it's going to happen based on people being scared and you know, feeling, you know, like they're right. And then other people are going to do it, not wear a mask, just out of pure spite, just to make other people right. mad. Right, exactly. And then get on. Oh, I could already <laughs> tell who that's going <laughs> yeah, to be. Yeah, who will not wear a mask just to be that guy? Far right people. I, and then who's going to yes. wear a mask and you know make sure everybody yep. else is far left people so exactly that oh that was that's exactly who it's gonna be yep. oh my god yeah it's that is such a weird thing that's like you republicans just, just go out of their way <laughs> they go out of their way to go against science they're like no i'm not wearing a mask i don't i don't even believe like you can't tread on me <laughs> Exactly, as they're they're waving a rattlesnake <laughs> above yeah. their head, just in circles. <laughs> Which I've seen more snakes out now than I have before. Maybe it's because I'm w going on walks more, but... Have you really? really? I saw a big <clears throat> black snake, and uh, he actually was doing like a the rattle. Macarena. And it was like, is a this rattle. a rattlesnake? Whoa. And... Uh, I could just tell by the um, the coloration, the shape of the head, mm. the length, the width of the body, that it was not a rattlesnake, but it was perplexing to see him imitate a rattlesnake. And yeah. I, I later learned that black snakes will often imitate a rattlesnake in order to scare away potential threats. And I thought, why? Well, wow, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then you yelled at it don't be a poser <laughs> i made sure everyone knew this is not a rattlesnake guys they imitate rattlesnakes <laughs> oh yeah um i well i learned something yeah. between all the rants i learned something <laughs> 
Got to get a little bit of na- uh, nature in there as well. Yeah, throw that in there. Oh, man. I uh, I didn't realize how many frustrations I have with this whole situation till, <laughs> till this podcast. Yeah. The more you talk about it, the more doors are opened. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just a lot, a lot of... Uh, I, I'm okay with things if I if they make sense, like it, mm-hmm. which I guess should be pretty rational thought process in general. But I I feel like everybody's floundering, and I I really hate the the potential emotional impact it's going to have on people long term. As pe people are just cruel to one another from time to time. I mean, people can be absolutely wonderful for, for to one another as well, but. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the Republicans thing. It's funny that you have people that are like, okay, I yeah, I believe the coronavirus exists and it's out there, and but I'm still not going to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And then you have a nut like the, and it ranges from that, and that's like the, which is funny. It's like that's the the kind of rational Republican, which is still nonsensical because like, I mean, you still need to wear a mask or you should be wearing a mask, um, all the way to coronavirus is just a hoax you know it's 5g towers and like all this stuff yeah and just uh you know like the completely insane person and um or what i perceive to be insane and but they all tend to be in in that category then on the other hand like you have like the liberals that are like that are you know the rational like hey i'm gonna wear a mask because i want to help out society blah 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 and then it goes all the way to the extreme of I'm wearing a mask, and if you're not wearing a mask, I'm gonna fucking destroy you, <laughs> like, like you know. And then like the the really stubborn spectrum of Republicans essentially run into the real extreme liberals, and then they just like duke it out. And it's funny because then you've got the middle section of the population, the centrists, all the way to kind of the the who are the majority. Cons- yeah, 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 yeah. Which, yeah, which are the majority, all the way to kind of the mild liberals, and maybe even some Republicans. Like, maybe I'm, I'm sure there are some Republicans that are like, you know, this all sucks, but you know, I believe the such as yourself. Exists and they were, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge Republican. I'm, yeehaw, um, and yeah. So it's, it's like essentially any anything in the middle, with with a slight liberal lean, is going to be more of the. To, in my estimation, a little bit more rational about the situation than um, than people on either side of the extreme. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's going to be interesting to see it all shake out. I think a lot of things we said are going to be pretty accurate, but hopefully a lot of the negative aspects are not as extreme as maybe we think they could be. But anyway, yeah, during this time not. of boredom and self-isolation, Go have on. you seen any of the Michael Jordan documentary? I've literally just seen the first episode. I haven't seen anything else. I just haven't had time to sit down. And I was watching it with my dad, so I was mm-hmm. waiting to, to actually watch it with him. Um, yeah, you mentioned last time that they focused on Dennis Rodman. What did you think of the, the latest episodes? 
Um, I thought they were good. Um, they focused on what did they focus on? They kind of got into you know his gambling problems and then um, the series when they are, are playing the Knicks when the Knicks were really good in the 90s. Yeah, right. All right. Um, I don't know <laughs> what that was. Uh, and yeah, just talked about when this book in the 90s came out, The Jordan Rules, it exposes like how Michael Jordan treats his teammates in some circumstances and then how how much he golfs and gambles and you know is that a huge that was like a big scandal that everybody wanted to talk about during the time because he had all these endorsements with like McDonald's and Hanes and Nike and you know was like a clean image and then this is the first yeah. time that it was like oh does he have a problem and you know is he associating with potentially you know bad people <clears throat> like criminals and stuff and yeah I think a lot of it was stuff that I already knew and yeah I mean he definitely has a gambling addiction probably still to this day but when you're a billionaire you know it's not that much of a <laughs> of a problem to just be gambling you know in the thousands of dollars I mean, I'm sure it can all add up, but he's continuously making money. Yeah. So with somebody like him, you know, it would be a big issue for a normal person, but he's got a basically a never-ending stream of money that he can gamble whenever he wants. So it's like, is it really a problem? Like, probably not, because he's still winning on the court, too. Could you imagine being so famous that your name alone just brings in money? I know. Jordans. It's millions of dollars in shoes and merchandise a year. Yeah, exactly. People don't know this, but the country Jordan was named after Michael Jordan. Wow. Yeah. Don't look that up. <laughs> do not Just fact trust check that. him there. Do not fact. You take your hands <laughs> off that keyboard. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a prediction of uh, him to come. So they knew he was coming thousands of years prior. It's a prophecy. <laughs> the prophecy of the man who could jump. Yep. Huh. So it focused on his addictions uh, or his gambling. Yeah. Like would, was betting like a hundred grand on a putt on like one on hole. A putt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah. Like I'll bet you a hundred grand you miss this putt. You're on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could uh, I couldn't handle that. No. Has to be like to me if risks like that have to be calculated. Like the the odds of me missing no matter how great you are, the odds of you missing are always going to be greater than 
you making it. So it just doesn't make any sense to me why I would ever want to risk that situation. No. I remember there was a, a, I was a video that went out on like Facebook where Chris Paul was like pointing out spots for Michael Jordan to shoot and he kept betting him. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far, oh, that's right. It was like, it was at one of Michael Jordan's camps with all the, the kids there. And, uh, my, uh, Chris Paul was like, okay, if Mike misses the, you know, this shot, um, he has to pay for everybody's getting like Michael Jordan shoes or whatever. <laughs> so, and so he just kept like, he was like, okay, shoot it from there. And then Michael would make it. He's like, okay, well then shoot it from there. And then he just like kept made he made like eight in a row and like, he just couldn't, Chris Paul just couldn't get him to miss, which was funny. Cause then under the comments, <laughs> somebody was like, damn, that's pretty cold blooded. <laughs> that <laughs> Mike would just keep making yeah. the shots. Like not even like try to miss one just to, just so the kids could have shoes. <laughs> yeah. He's, the most cold-blooded athlete ever. <laughs> yeah. Just win at all costs, which is just, I don't know. You just look at back in the 90s and, you know, they even talk about they didn't have Twitter, obviously anything, Instagram, whatever, no social right. media presence at all. And uh, I don't know. I just wonder if, like, image has made people – Obviously, he had a huge image then that he wanted to uphold, but I just feel like people don't have that same drive now as that no. he had at all, like the competitive edge to just win at everything and to like yeah. constantly just do everything you can to make sure that you win and like just taking the time on your own to make yourself better. Like you just, I just don't see anybody with that sort of like deadly serious, like cutthroat drive that he had or people like Larry Bird had. And right. I don't know. People are just way too uh, friendly with each other. And like, I mean, you want to have fun, obviously, when you're playing a sport that you love. And it's fine to show emotion, but I just don't think there's anybody like after Kobe that's just like, I'm just going to murder you out here. And like, I don't want to be a part of anything like fun off the court. Like it's, this is all business to me. Like this is the only thing that matters is winning. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I would compare Ronaldo to, to Michael Jordan as well because of his insane work ethic um, over the years of just like making himself a better athlete all around and just going the extra mile where you know people would not do like he would show up hours before anybody else and I don't know it's just a drive that uh, maybe you're born with and just maybe people have lost sight of it's kind of cool that it exposes that a little bit and maybe will inspire more people to be like, oh man, I forgot like how good he was and what it took to get to that level. Yeah, I, c I couldn't agree with you more. 
Um, He's kind of like think, the David Goggins of NBA, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's 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 a really good way to put it. Yeah, he 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 was. Uh, also, um, I guess like in basketball, Kobe certainly had that mentality. And then I would say, like in current day basketball, there's basically no one except I would say not to anywhere like Kobe or Ronaldo or MJ's level, but I think. Russell Westbrook has a bit yeah. of that. I'm gonna just throw everything on the line just to yeah. just to win this game. Um, he's not as good though as as MJ or or Kobe, so it doesn't usually pan out. Like if MJ said, "I'm gonna destroy this team," he would destroy the team. Yeah, you know. But Russell Westbrook is misses a lot of shots. He's just not as good. Um, but he does have have that tenacity at least. Yeah. The, the fire to just go, leave it all on the court. I mean, right. I saw, actually, funny you brought him up, I saw a crazy stat about Russell Westbrook, um, you know, that he's he he's averaged a triple-double in the past three seasons, which has never happened before. And over the right. past five seasons, he's... Uh, so... Over the past five seasons, he's had over like 110 triple doubles. In that five-year span, the second highest person to have, you know, for triple doubles was in the 30s over five (laughs) years. And it was like LeBron and Andre Drummond. And then it goes down to like the teens. Yeah. So it's just insane how like – how many more triple doubles this dude has than anyone else? Right. It just it blew my mind to see how the big that big of a discrepancy. So I think in a lot of ways he's insanely underrated as a player. Obviously not, you know, as good as Kobe or MJ or LeBron or even some other players now, but it just uh really was an eye opening stat to me. Yeah, it is. There's something that that's missing from Russell Westbrook, uh, and I think that's just. Mm. Um, I mean, definitely a I, championship. I he, yeah, I, I think I think he's intelligent, but I don't think that I think he lets his emotions get in the way of yeah him winning a championship because he doesn't like MJ would and Kobe definitely. Like they would, you know, they were both selfish players. Absolutely, I mean, I think everybody knew that. But like, if if something wasn't working, they weren't just going to keep pushing the issue. They were going to find some other yeah. way of of making it happen. And Russell Westbrook just doesn't do that. Yeah. He's just like, well, I missed the last eleven shots, and you know, I'm playing like absolute trash. I could get my teammates involved that are doing really well, but nah, I think I'll just <laughs> keep plowing for it. Yeah, which, that's like James Harden too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is just it is like James Harden. But you could make the argument like, you know, maybe you'll you'll shoot your way into like a rhythm, but I mean, it still like for some reason it doesn't work out for him, but it did work out for for MJ and Kobe. And then Kobe was actually in this recent episode um being interviewed for the documentary and yeah. he was saying how you know, early in his career, he just he wanted to take guys on one-on-one and it right. was Michael Jordan who was like 
gave him advice like you know some games it's just not going to be there for you and you got to realize that other people are you know going to be open because of how people are trying to defend you like with double teams and stuff and you have to trust your teammates and that was a big step that he had to overcome in order to start winning championships like MJ and he's basically like everything I learned you know to be a successful pro was from Michael Jordan because he actually you know unexpectedly he took the time to give me advice and show me his secrets and stuff like that so because he could tell that he was a similar mentality and he wanted to like kind of carry on his legacy through Kobe so R.I.P. I don't know. Well, that's all. Yeah, on that note, I don't know what else to to say other than rip Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. That's gonna. That's gonna. That's gonna be a, a weird reminder for many years to come. I know. Because you just see him in interviews recently, and you just forget. And you're like, wow, yeah. that guy's actually not around anymore. Yeah. There's, there's, his last year he had several camera crews follow him too. So I know there's going to yeah. be a documentary about Kobe. Oh it's yeah, it's going to be strange. Huh. All right, folks. Well, I guess on that note, unless you've got anything else to add, Kyle. Nothing else to add. Just uh, keep on keeping on. Yeah, and now you know that black snakes will <laughs> imitate a rattlesnake yeah. by rattling. So Although, don't be scared. Pick them up. Pick, pick them up because they're not sending you a warning at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the one thing you should get away from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Catch you next time, then. Yep. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>